1: The book of Habakkuk, chapter number two, I'll get to verse number two. He said, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie, though it tarries. Wait for it, because it will surely come to pass. It will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold, the proud, his son, his soul, I'm sorry, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. I want to just deal with this matter today uh, what to do with God's vision. What to do with God's vision. Habakkuk is an interesting book in that um, it's the, his burden. We get an, get an opportunity to see the prophet in his private time with God, in his prayer life with God. He doesn't open up talking about anything else other than he's talking to God. When you look at it, he simply, in chapter 1, asks, O oh Lord, how long shall I cry? How, and you not hear even cry to you, violence, and you not save. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble for plundering and violence are before me? There is strife and contention arises. Therefore, the law is powerless and justice never goes forth. The wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. And he's simply asking God, why? What in the world is going on? I don't understand the situation that I'm in. I don't understand the setting that I'm in. I don't understand from a cultural standpoint, from a a sociological standpoint, from an economic standpoint, I don't get what's going on. Life is kind of crazy, and I want to talk to you about it because I need your perspective. I'm asking you, why is this happening? What in the world going on? I don't understand why the Democrats and the Republicans are fighting so. I don't understand why we're so polarized. I don't understand you up tweeting at night. I don't understand. (laughs) And I need your perspective. I need some insight. I need to know what's going on. I need your help. And uh, God, and he's really asking, God, are you hearing me? Are you really hearing me? Because I'm praying, but I don't get it. And then he says, not only, God, are you hearing me, will you help me? God, will you help me? Understand that Habakkuk prophesied uh, between the fall of Nineveh, which was the capital of Assyria, and also uh, uh, um, and the Babylonian invasion. And so understand something. He's prophesying between this time. He's seen a portion of the nation fall. And now he's hearing God saying something. And then he's observing something. Then he's getting ready to hear God say something. God speaks to him and says, I'm getting ready to do something you won't believe. What are you getting ready to do, Lord? He said, okay. I'm getting ready to raise up the Chaldeans to punish my people. I'm getting ready to raise up a heathen nation to bring judgment on my people. Why? Because they've been acting like they've been acting. That's Johnson, all right? Because they've been doing what they've been doing. They've been serving other gods. They've been doing other things. So as a parent, I need to speak to the issue. I need to demonstrate that I love them. What are you talking about? You love them, God. What, what, what are you saying? If I'm a parent and I love them, love sometimes has to take on the face of discipline. If I'm a parent and I don't discipline you, I didn't say abuse. Amen. But I have to discipline you. Bring training that brings about correction. And so I need to love you, and the way he says I'm going to love them, I'm going to allow them to go through some stuff. But God is very redemptive, and Habakkuk is sitting there saying, I don't get it, God. I don't get what's going on. When you get to chapter number two, he says, I, verse number one, I will stand my watch. I will set myself on the rampart to see What he will say to me, listen to this, and what I will answer when I am corrected. Because Habakkuk had a way that he would have handled the situation. And he said, God, the way you handle it and the way I would handle it is different. Thank God that he didn't allow me to be God for just 30 seconds. Allow you to be God just for 30 seconds. Just keep looking straight. Cause you know there'd be a lot of folk you taking care of, you taking care of this one, this one, and especially him, <laughs> or them, or her. You know what I'm saying? And he said, "You, we wouldn't have done it like that." So in the midst of this, what does God do? God gives him a vision. What? That's the best you got got? Yes, I'm gonna give you a vision. I'm going to give you what, what to your dilemma to what's going on with you I'm going to do something I'm going to fast forward to the future and I'm going to allow you to take a selfie of your future make sure you load it in the cloud and you bring it back because you come back to your now and every now and then you're going to need access to that selfie because what you see in terms of experience is not going to look like the future that you took the snapshot of. And so he gives us this thing called vision. Vision is a, per, it's a picture of that which is to come. It's a not yet, but it is going to happen. It's something that is to come, but it's not now. You see it, you smell it, you can feel it, but you aren't walking in it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so God, in his wisdom, does something. He gives us vision. So my question is, what are we to do with that vision, with the vision that God gives us? So let me, let me just suggest a few things. First thing he says right here, he says, write it. Everybody says, write it. So now, listen to me. When God gives you a vision, you and I have the responsibility to what? Write it. If it's worth going after, we got to write it down. Write means to describe, inscribe, prescribe, subscribe. means to engrave it. It means that we're going to record it. Why are you writing the vision? Writing the vision helps to bring clarity. Say that with me. Writing the vision helps to bring clarity. So when you write something down, you are more apt to to remember it, because a short pencil is better than a long memory. Write it down. Write it down. He says, write the vision. And then he says, make it plain on tablets. In other words, write it in such a way that it's very clear. I want to challenge you today Ask you today: Have you written a vision? Have you really written a vision? Have you thought about your life in such a way that you try to go out and say, "Here's five years down the road, this is what I want it to be. This is what I. Uh-uh, this is what I believe God wants it to be." That's what I'm talking about. Not just you conjuring up something. But what is that going to do? Write the vision, write the vision, write the vision. Then he says, not only write the vision, but then he says, read it. Because the text says, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Everybody say, "Read read it. Now, writing brings clarity. Reading the vision brings understanding. Writing brings clarity. Reading brings understanding. So when you begin to read, what happens is this. You begin to gain a greater perspective of what it is that God is saying to you. I'll submit to you that some of us right now, you've reduced, you've limited, you've minimized what God has given to you, and you haven't thought much of it, but that thing that God has shown you is a key to your future. It's gonna open up doors for you. It's gonna do amazing things in your life if you'd only value it. It's amazing. It's amazing. I know some of you have had this experience. You delayed on something and you saw somebody else doing it and you sit and they're successful at it and you sit there and you go, Man, I should. Anybody ever had that? I know come back. I know some of y'all shaking here. Yeah, I sure man but what I'm getting at is this he said you need to write it and you need to read it because sometimes what God gives to you is much bigger than your current context and we're only seeing from our perspective and God needs to expand us so that we can comprehend what it is he's saying to us what's in you is bigger than what you think let me say it again what's in you is bigger than what you think uh Jesus made a statement. He said, the way you measure it, it's going to be measured to you. That's the principle. The, the amount of thought, attention, and study you give to the truth that you hear is going to be the measure of virtue that comes back to you regarding that thing. You getting it? So, so you got to write it. Then we have to, come on, shout, read it. Read it. Read it. But now, but now, 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 hear we go. He says, write it. Then he says, read it. And here's the third thing. Run with it. Come on, say that. Run Run with it. For the vision is for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. And so he says, when you look back, he says, the person, when you write that vision, make it plain that he may run who reads it. So you have to run with the vision that God gives you. I am from the South. So I understand, uh, I'm really bilingual. I speak English and country. (laughs) With this particular language that we have labeled as country, we have a term that we use, and it's called fintu. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Now, now, for you Northerners and those of you who are from other countries and from other parts of the world, let me interpret for you. Let me play the role of interpreter. Fintu is, I am fixing to do this. I'm fixing meaning I'm making the necessary preparatory steps to put an effort in going toward this particular activity with this hopeful outcome so in et- instead of saying all of that we simply say I'm finna." what you been I'm finna to go <laughs> what are you doing I'm making preparatory steps toward an et- from this particular building or this particular locale that I am, and so I'm all right. You learned, this, learned something today in church, all right. So, 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 what we do, we write the vision, we read the vision, but running with it is a different story. What have you done? Well, I'm finned to <laughs> you, haven't done nothing if you finned to. I'm, I'm fixing, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, no, 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 no. I didn't ask you what are you going to, what are you doing? What are you doing toward what God's put on the inside of you? If you aren't doing anything, you're still fin to. You're still fin to and fin to not going to get anything done. Fixing to, about to, uh, no, 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 no. What are you doing? Because if you don't run with it, listen to this. When you run with it, running with the vision gives the vision movement. I told you, writing the vision brings clarity. Reading the vision brings understanding, but running with it gives it movement. And so we have to get to a place where we make that step. We make the step. We we step out in faith. We actually do what he said for us to do. And so we have to make sure that we do something. Please hear this. Please hear this. Please hear this. I love you. I care about you. I want the best for you. So I'm going to tell you the truth. If you have been fed to for two years, you are in a place called stuck, and you need to get unstuck. You got to move with what God said for you. Now, what's happened is this. Apparently, you haven't deemed what he said or what he's shown you as important. Because if it is important, you're going to do it. And so hear this, hear this, hear this. I'm telling you because I love you. I'm telling you because I love you now. When you are out of place, you miss your opportunities. You're out hanging with boom, boom. And when the opportunity is over here, Are you understanding? And so he said this, I need you to write it. I need you to run with it. And and I need you to read it. I need you to run with it. Why, God, are you saying that we need to run with it? For the vision is yet for an appointed time. The vision... Is for an appointed time. That means it's a fixed season. It's a time that this thing is going to happen. When God gives you a vision, when God shows you a snapshot of what your future is going to be like, we have to understand, I got this from Bishop Garlington, he said this, that the opportunities of a lifetime have to be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. And so, we, are you running with it? Are you doing something with it? Uh, please hear me, please hear me, please hear me. One of the things that, uh, that, that bothers me is when I see us waste decades. Hear what I'm saying, hear what I'm saying, and this is with much love. It really is here you are 20 you have the opportunity here you are 22 here you are 25 i'm telling you you blink and it dawns on you i'm 30 years old am i am i can i get a witness here you are 32 33 37. You blink. You take a nap. You're 50. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? And so what I'm getting at is this. You only have so much time to do what you need to do. If you do what you need to do, you can do what you want to do. If you take care of what you need to take care of, you can do what you want to do over here. Don't start what you want to. Start what you need to. Start over here doing those things that are critical to your future. Don't waste your time and energy because you won't always have the energy that you have at 20. Hear what I'm saying? Oh, glory. Oh, glory, oh, glory. Now, 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 now. So he says, write it. This is what you're going to do with your vision. You're going to write it. You're going to read it. You're going to run with it. And here's the last thing, and I'm done. You got to wait on it. It almost sounds like, what? I thought you told me to run with it. You got to wait on it. Pastor, you're contradicting yourself already. That's what he said. Because he said... The vision is for an appointed time. It's got an appointed time. It's got an appointed time. He says, but at the end, it will speak. It will not lie, though it tarries. What? Come on, shout, wait for it. So you got to wait on it. You got to wait for it. He's got, there, please hear me. Please hear me. When he says, wait for it, here's the curse word. We're cussing now in church. I'm getting ready to cuss right this minute. He says, be patient. I'm, there it is. That's the cuss word in church. I know, patience. He said, this is what I need you to do. I need you to be patient. I need you to listen to this. It literally means stick to it and follow the practices that's gonna be necessary to bring about what I want in your life. When he says waiting for it, waiting for it isn't just passive activity, there's an activity involved in waiting. Meaning when you're waiting, you God is giving us the opportunity to prepare for this future that he's shown us. And so if you have seen yourself Doing this particular thing, but this particular thing requires certification, guess what you're to be doing in your waiting time? Getting certified. If you've seen yourself doing this particular thing, and this particular thing requires a certain degree, guess what you need to be doing? Getting a degree. If you've seen yourself, and it's going to require a certain financial stability, guess what you need to be doing? oh my, I got such a smart church. Are you understanding what I'm saying? He says, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Why? I'm telling you, there's an appointment. There's an appointment. There's an appointment. There's an appointment. Don't miss the appointment. Don't Miss the appointment, the vision that God has you has for you is for an appointed time. He says though it tarries, and believe you me it's going to tarry, but he says you got to wait on it you've got to make sure that you do what you need to do in that interim period that you are preparing, that you are cleaning up your life, getting the junk out your life. You are moving the weights from your life and the, and, and and the naysayers and all the. F- you, you get what I'm saying. He, he's giving you time. What, oh, God. One of the reasons, you know, he, 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 he'll do this. He'll say, I'm not going to let y'all get there, and you get to, you're supposed to be there as a couple, but you're fighting like cats and dogs now. I'm not going to put you up there. So use this time to work out all that junk in your marriage. Use this time. Here you are. Your home is no home of peace. Get peace in the house. Do what's necessary. Man up and apologize. Woman up and apologize. Child up and apologize. (laughs) Get it right. Make the relationship whole. Because where you're going, you're going to need friends. You're going to need people in your corner. Do what needs to be done so that when you get there, you're whole. And you're not wondering, who can I trust? Oh, I can't even trust my family. Can't even. You need to know that there are people in your corner. But listen to me. If you don't put time, energy, and, and effort in making sure you're relationally whole, you won't experience it. So though the vision tarries, he says, what I need you to do, I need you to wait on it. Because that vision is surely going to come. It's surely going. Going to come. Are you prepared to move forward with the vision God has for you? Did I come to the right church today? So he said, This is what you need to do with the vision you need to write it, you need to read it, you need to run with it, and you need to wait on it. Very simple. You need to do what? it. You need to. You need to. And you need to. This is what I, what I believe the Holy Spirit would have us do. Will you take a moment and dream again? Will you take a moment, look beyond what you can do on your own, and begin to ask God the very simple question, God, you know every part of me, what can you do with me? How can you use me in, what, with my skill set, talents, abilities, what, who I am? How does that look? How can you package that together and make me something greater than what I am now? I want to go for it. I want to go for it. Now, hear me, hear me in this. God does not, God does not exclude himself from your future. He's already factored himself in. And what I want to tell you is this. When you get to the appointed time, there is appointed favor. Let me say it again. When you get to the appointed time, there's appointed favor. I... uh, There... Two positions that I that I've experienced. Two 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 things. Um, I remember um, uh, getting a call, and again from um, from from um, Dr. Flanagan, who's the president of Lutherite Seminary, <clears throat> um, and I'd been a student there, and all this, and he said um, he said I want you to come and lead worship for me. I had already graduated, and he opened up a door for me to lead their chapel services, and he says, "And by the way, I want to pay you XXXX. X X." X, X. I said, I like X." <laughs> Are you hear what I'm saying? It worked out for me. Now, I did that for several years. I go to finish that. I go to lunch with my wife and um, and uh, we meet with Dr. Karanja, who's the president of Beulah Heights University, and he said um, he's just sitting there. And he all of a sudden he says, "You know what? I, I didn't go. I didn't. I didn't. See, I'm not doing a resume or anything." He said, "Billy, I want you to be the dean of our chapel." I, and and my wife said, "I think he'll be good for that." <laughs> I think he'll be good for that. So listen to me, what God did was this. I have a musical background, I'm not, my current role here is a pastor, I'm not the musician, that's their job. But God says, I can use that in another area and I could cause benefit every month to come to you. Are you seeing what I'm saying? And what, all I'm getting at is there's favor associated with your appointment. All I did was show up for a lunch appointment. I wasn't going to get a job there. I had no knowledge. I went with her. I'm tagging alone. And I end up with the job. Are you understanding? What I'm getting at is this, folks. I am special to God, but you are too. And all I'm saying is, I believe that there is favor that's associated with your appointment, but with what God wants you to be. But you have to say, oh God, here I am. My skill sets, my talents, my abilities, my experiences, my my successes, and my failures. Take that, get glory from it. All right, And He'll begin to show you what it is. He'll begin to open the door for what it is He wants you to do. Amen.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcove.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.